Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We talk today to Mark Selby. He's the CEO of New Venture Canada Nickel Company. We discuss their recent press release about drill results. And he also gives us an insight into the learnings from Dumont and how he hopes to apply that to delivering an accelerated strategy for his new company. How are you, Mark? I'm great, Matt. It's good to see you again. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for the call. Um, so the press release this morning uh, looks interesting. Um, would love to get through it in a little bit of detail with you and try and understand what it means. We've done some numbers here and I want to make sure we're along the right lines. But before we do, can we um, just remind everyone what you're doing? Because obviously you've moved on from RNC Minerals. You're now at Canada Nickel Company. What are you up to? Canada Nickel is going to be focused on the Crawford Nickel Project. Uh, we we are, we're in the process uh, of acquiring and, and, and taking the company uh, public, assuming all the regulatory and, and shareholder approvals come through. Um, this was a joint venture of a joint venture. And in September, uh, we announced that we'd come to a deal with the three parties that were involved. Last week, uh, Noble put out a press release that said we had uh, basically consolidated 100% of the asset. And now that is owned by Canada Nickel. Um, and now we're moving towards a Noble shareholder meeting, which will happen on December 27th. At that point, Noble shareholders will approve to dividend out 10 of the 12 million shares that they're receiving. Um, and then shortly after that time frame, again, assuming all the shareholder and regulatory approvals come through, you know, we'll look to be trading publicly under the ticker CNC uh, in January 2020. Okay, so so what are you going to be doing that Noble couldn't? Yeah, no, I, th I think the key thing is, is one, you know, obviously this is a, a pretty difficult market to raise capital. So um, they had drilled this deposit in late 2018. The first results came out in early 2019. So it's a new nickel sulfide discovery. But again, I think, you know, having a three-way structure um, is, a, is a pretty complicated uh, structure to own an asset, number one. And then two, uh, again, this deposit, you know, looks very much like the Dumont project that we spent nine years advancing uh, at RNC Minerals. So I can bring all of that expertise and experience to bear, um, you know, to be able to advance it quickly. And I think, you know, the clearest demonstration of that is uh, we announced in September we had $5 million fully subscribed. Uh, we've upsized it just because we've had so much demand at this point in time. And there's very few, you know, uh, you know early stage exploration base metal companies that are raising $6.5 million, which will give us everything we need to get through the first stage of work on the project. So that, that problem was clearly money. You're saying that you've perhaps got access to markets because of your track record, they haven't got that. But yeah. fundamentally, the asset is, must be clearly attractive to you. I mean, what, what are you seeing that the market can't? What's very exciting about this is there's very few nickel sulfide projects. I got involved in RNC nine years ago because, you know, we saw a shortage of good nickel sulfide projects for the next you know the next generation of, of nickel demand that's coming down the pipeline uh, it's you know that that next generation is taking a little longer to show up um, but we're now we've we're now at a point where you know we believe we're entering the, a, a new nickel super cycle and so you know for us um you know what what is great about crawford is is three things one is the scale of it based on the geophysics which is you know one of the this is one of those deposits where the geophysics really outlines you know the, the size of the prize basically and so you know that you know the geophysics we have to work with are larger than what's in place at Dumont which is the largest undeveloped nickel sulfide project 
The other key thing is it's in a great location. We're in Timmins, it's well-established mining camp, you know, a number of, of mines uh, in the area. Uh, we're just 15 kilometers up a highway uh, from the Kid Creek mine. And, and because it's an established mining camp, you know, the third key reason here is we have all the major infrastructure in place. We're literally underneath a highway. Uh, the rail line stops about 10 kilometers to the south. And there's literally three high voltage lines that run nearby the property. So, you know, in terms of being able to build a big, large scale uh, nickel project, you've got all that key infrastructure uh, already in place. Okay, so I, I, buy, I buy the Timmons component. But can I just come back to your first yeah. point, though, which sure. is, you know, I think with my investor hat on, I'm trying to work out yeah. whether this is becomes another Dumont where you're sitting on it 10 years and you can't do anything with it because the market doesn't allow you. What, what gives you the confidence? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, fundamentally, the biggest change is I would say of, you know, seven of the nine years I was involved at RNC. Uh, I spent, you know, most of the investor meetings I had, you know, trying to convince investors, you know, that nickel was going to be a worthwhile long-term investment. Um, you know, today that has fundamentally changed. Um, I would say in, you know, 100% of the meetings I have, people are very constructive on the medium and long-term outlook uh, for nickel, you know, and are looking for new nickel opportunities, uh, you know, to invest in. Uh, I think the second thing is, uh, again, because of our experience at Dumont, um, you know, we did uh, a scoping study, two pre-feasibility studies, two feasibility studies during that time frame. So a significant amount of engineering work to get that project advanced. Um, you know, we can take all of that experience and apply it to this project. Again, it's similar in scale and mineralogy to date. You know, it's early days, but what we've seen so far looks very similar. And then two, in terms of the physical terrain, the environment with which that deposit sits in is, you know, we're about 300 kilometers away from Dumont and, and the terrain is very similar. So we can take a, you know, a, a huge amount of the work that's been done there and apply it to this deposit, which moves, means we can move much more quickly um, uh, than we were able to at Dumont. Right. OK, so you're saying it's a question of timing in the market. You, you, yeah, you kind of you're hitting it at the right time. So that's why. Yeah. That's one good reason. And the second being you take you saying we've got some key learnings that you personally have picked up whilst uh, working with the Dumont asset and you think yeah. this is a similar ore body. OK, so and then the point you're making now is you saying, well, that will allow us to accelerate this, the time frame in which we drive this project. But what does that actually mean? Yeah. So what you know, what that means is in terms of, you know, again, our, our path forward in terms of steps, we'll have a resource update at the end of March. We'll have our first scoping study done by next fall, um, and then we'll move directly into a feasibility study. Yeah, again, the the scale range of of engineering you know, of, of engineering that we need to do, we've you know, ba again, based on what we've seen so far at Crawford, um, what we've done at Dumont will fit very nicely, um, you know, you know, for that asset. So, you know, that you know, so in terms of the. Uh, you know, getting to a feasibility study, we'll be able to compress that timeline, number one. Number two, given where the project is in Ontario, uh, again, an established mining camp, you know, this is an area that, um, you know, has very constructive community First Nations relationships. And I think, again, we'll be able to get through that phase um, of the project, um, you know, project development cycle uh, relatively quickly. Okay, but let's be clear. So you, you're talking about a resource uh, yeah. end of Q1 20, in 2020. A scoping mm -hmm. study by scoping study you mean PEA just just trying to language, PEA, yep. I understand yep. by fall so what's that Q3 Q4 time yep. and a Q3 early Q4 this right. coming year okay. yeah okay that will allow you to do what you, you 
get do the permitting at that point or how does that work yeah we can yeah we can once that's in place you know we'll be able to start the permitting process and really start to have you know once you've got the broad strokes of what the project could look like mm. then you can start to you know really engage with the community and first nations in terms of what the project's going to mean in terms of benefits for the community right and then you skipped very quickly onto feasibility study. It's, sorry, you, do you mean pre-feasibility study, or you mean a feasibility study? No, we'll go right into full feasibility study. Right. Okay. You know, again, the, the you know the combination of both, you know, again, early days, but you know sure. what we've seen so far, the mineralogy and geology of the deposit looks very similar to Dumont, and then the location and the terrain with which the deposits located is also very similar to Dumont. So, you know, those are the sort of the two key drivers that you need to get your head around. Um, and, and because we've done, again done that four times um, with Dumont, um, you know, we'll be able to take those learnings and, and be able to jump right, right. into a piece. Okay. And I, I appreciate there's some big extrapolation I'm asking of you here. So, yeah. you know, bear with me. You know, but what are the things that are going to be potential roadblocks? You've got to look at metallurgy. That's got to be number one. You've got to work yeah. out what, you, what you're looking at there. So is, is that one, is that true? And what are the other things that could be, you know, hurdles? Yeah, so I'd say, you know, that, you know, question one is in terms of the geology and the scale. And I think, you know, the drilling results that we put out in the release this morning, which we'll talk I think to. speak to, speak, yeah. Yeah, speak to the, the scale of, 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 of the resource and the kind of grade and, and byproducts in terms of, you know, significant amount of cobalt and significant amount of PGEs that are there, which is great. Um, to the next big thrust of work, um, you know, is we're going to be working with actually two labs so we can accelerate, um, you know, the mineralogy that's done. Again, these type of deposits, you know, the key thing is to understand how much of the nickel is in minerals that are in a recoverable form. So in, in Dumont and you know, what we've seen so far, it's hazelwoodite, awarite, pentlandite. Um, and so we just need to you know, do that test work to understand that that's there. So that's, you know, that's a key piece of work that will get done through the first quarter uh, of this coming year. Um, you know, once once that question's answered, that again is, is exactly correct. That's the sort of key question at this point in time. Uh, but again, what we've seen so far looks very similar to Dumont. There seems to be lots of sulfur in the system. So again, you know, fingers, you know, it's no 100% guarantees until you actually do the test work. But um, you know, what we've seen so far is very encouraging in terms of what the mineralogy network should come back with. Right, and, and I guess the, ne the next component will be cash, right? I mean, let's let's not talk about the market yeah. just yet. I, I do want to get onto yeah. that, but the next component is cash. So you've raised some cash recently, or I'm not sure if that's yeah. closed yet, but um, or closing probably close yeah. when you go public. Where's yeah. that going to take you through to? Where, where, how long does sure. that last? Yeah. So the, this financing, six and a half million dollars, is fully subscribed. Two million goes out the door as part of the transaction to consolidate right. the property. Um, we'll have the four and a half million dollars that gets us through all of the initial geology and all of the initial um, mineralogy work that we need to do. Um, so to that first resource update and to that first set of metallurgy results that say, hey, you know, there's there's, you know, um, you know, there's there is a workable amount of um, recoverable minerals uh, in this in this ore body, you know, with which we can then you know go off and, and start working on the on the scoping study at that point in time. But you will need to raise money for the scoping study, is that what you're Yeah, saying? for the scoping study to do sort of that, the additional uh, resource definition drilling and then the engineering work and so forth, you know, at that milestone, you know, we'll look to do it, uh, you know, at that point in time. Um, you know, the key thing there is, is you know, today we're going out at a, you know, based on the financing, we're at $13.5 million valuation. Mm -hmm. I think if you look at a number of the peers, you're looking at 50 to $100 million. Legend Mining put out a couple drill hole results yesterday and, and the stock popped almost $100 million in market cap. You know, what we've outlined, that cube um, 
of, of mineralization that we outlined today is, 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 you know, is a very significant amount uh, of nickel. And so, you know, I believe once we get the story out there, we get trading publicly, you know, I think we'll close our gap, close the gap versus our peers very quickly. So, you know, in terms of investor interest, I think it'll be fairly substantial. In terms of that next capital raised, I think, you know, the key piece there is I've had more meetings in the last five months with uh, large strategic investors mm. um, in terms of the large mining companies, you know, than, than I did in the last three years um, with Dumont. Um, the big Why? mining companies Why? didn't, the big mining companies didn't like nickel for a very long time. So, right. you know, you know, the, the, the very simple fact of the matter and having worked at a large mining company before you go through your annual planning session every year and slide two or three of every one of those presentations are, you know, these are the metals and regions we like. These are the metals and regions we don't like. And, and nickel was always on the don't like list. Cobalt didn't even make most lists for most most companies. Yeah. And so today in an environment where nickel and cobalt are very much nickels we like, sorry, metals we like um, on that list, um, you know, there's very few ways for those big mining companies to get exposure to the, to battery metals outside of Indonesia and the Congo. But are there enough are there enough of those conversations? Because there clearly there's going to be companies like Dumont. I don't expect you to comment on mm -hmm. Dumont because that's, you know, over yep. here. Um, yeah, they're way way ahead of you. They're way more advanced. You're you're early stage. You've you've got some drill results, which are, we will talk to in a second. But yeah. Are you finding a place in this cycle? You're having conversations, but is that just people talk, you know, creating options for themselves? Do you think you could be of genuine interest soon to these people, to strategics? Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I can tell you from the discussions I had with, you know, uh, various people in the battery metal supply chain um, during the past two years with, with RNC, um, you know, that worked you know, keen to get as much nickel and cobalt as they could outside of, of outside of the Congo and outside of, of, of Indonesia. Um, you know, they, they're looking for, you know, the, the, the great thing was with Dumont for the first seven years, we'd get questions about how we could make it smaller. Um, the questions with the battery chain is, you know, when are you able to do the next expansion? Could you expand it twice? Hmm. You know, what would be the constraints on that? So in terms of interest from the strategics for a new large-scale nickel project um you know i i can tell you that you know there's there's there will be no shortage of interest in it and i think the other key part with this is you know what's different about nickel and, and i'll re you know, remind investors about what happened the last time we went through super cycle you know there's literally hundreds of gold projects there's dozens of copper projects you know again we talk about dumont being one large-scale you know feasibility study shovel ready project you know there really aren't any other large-scale feasibility study nickel you know cobalt projects ready to go right and so you know it's 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 you know it's fingers on one hand in terms of opportunities in the space so um you know in the last site what you see typically with nickel is is they they trade out at very very high valuations because there's a real scarcity pre you know there's a real scarcity of them and people are willing to pay a scarcity premium to get those high quality assets well let's okay let, let, let's build up to that point okay so you, yep. you've, you talked about um, accelerating the, the time frame in which you get to the point where you complete a feasibility study okay yeah let's in what sort of time frame in an ideal world what sort of time frame could you get to a point where there's a feasibility study on the table to look at yeah end of 2021. Right. Okay. End of twenty twenty one. So we we got a time frame. We got a marker there. So yeah. In the marketplace, other nickel companies. Yeah. I mean, have we got a sense of 
you know, what are the other names out there? What have they gone for at a similar stage? How have they been valued at a similar stage? Well, I think you have to go again. There haven't been very many sort of you know million ton you know of million tons of contained nickel you know resource reserves out there. Right. Uh, you know, Nova Bollinger was a discovery in the early part of this de- of this past decade. Um, you know, and it, it exited at a you know one and a half billion dollar um, valuation. You know, prior to that, you know, in the in the two thousand three, four, five, six, seven time period, um, you had companies like Jubilee Mines with a few sulfide mines in, in Western Australia get taken out for three billion dollars. You had Lion Ore get acquired for five billion dollars. You had Dynatech, um, which was just a was a you know a, a laterite stage pro- a laterite project in Madagascar got taken out for a billion and a half dollars right. uh, at the time. FNX got taken out for a billion and a half dollars at the time. Right. So, you know. And and then you know you go back to Boise's Bay and and, and Mr. Friedland um, back in the mid '90s because again that was one of the first new sulfide uh, you know nickel sulfide discoveries in a long time and, and and I think that's the the opportunity here is you know there are been there have been some smaller nickel mines in the Timmins area before but nothing of this scale so again to have a true new nickel sulfide discovery area is 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 very exciting and I think it's going to be exciting to the the major mining companies. Okay, so, so your job. CEO of this new company is yeah. to deliver an accelerated time frame without diluting the shareholders as best as you possibly exactly. can. So that's getting yeah. it done for as cheaply and as quickly as possible. That that's what you gotta do, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. So few things to deliver between now and then but okay yep. at least we I just wanted to busy. I yep. want you want you'll be busy but we're yep. we're trying to paint this picture here. And you you've raised this money and I know from our previous conversation, that mm-hmm. you are a big shareholder in this yourself. Yeah, this is like meaningful. Not not me. My, yeah, me. My money will be in here. Yeah, right. Because so we don't. I don't want to hear that well-trodden phrase of you know I'm aligned with shareholders. I, I get it, but it, it needs to be painful yeah. if it doesn't yes. work. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was at a pain, I was at the pain point with through RNC's time period. And again, people can see my filings on on SETI in terms of, of what I owned and, and what I bought over time. And, and I'd be planning to do the exact same thing here with uh, right. with Camp Nickel. So this is the small, this is very different as a small company. You don't get to pay yourself a big salary these days, do you? No, no, exactly. So, okay, there's the difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's get into the, the uh, press release from today, okay? Because I, sure. I, you, you mentioned some numbers there to me, and you know we we had a chance uh, to go through this, and we've done some numbers of our own. I just want to get a okay. sense of the scale here. I know, I know you couldn't possibly sure. comment, but I, I can definitely extrapolate. I want to make sure my <laughs> math is right. So okay. why don't you talk us through the press release that came out today? Um, what are you trying to get across to people? Yeah, I think there's, you know, sort of three key things that I mm. think people should take away from it. You know, one is, you know, the basically the scale of the resource that we've been able to delineate so far. So, you know, nearly one and a half kilometers long, you know, 350 to 600 meters wide, mm-hmm. you know, 500 meters deep sitting in a, you know, again, geophysics does let you see what you need to see. Mm-hmm. And that geophysics goes down, you know, almost a kilometer at depth. So, you know, that cube of mineralization is a very large cube. And we're, we've only drilled off one kilometer of what's an eight kilometer structure. Right. So again, in terms of the scale potential of this asset, you know, this set of drilling really confirms that, you know, this is, has a very, very large scale potential. But you've, you haven't drilled two. enough. Sorry, let me just say, you haven't drilled yep. a lot there. So you're, again, that's not, are you just extrapolating and there's an expectation that it's going to be the same the whole way through this body? 
I mean, how, how do you get to yeah, that? Yeah, no, no, the, the, key, the key there, and it comes back to a point, you know, that you were you talked about earlier in terms of, you know, be, being able to advance this, you know, as, as, as low cost as possible. Um, the, the thing with a disseminated ore body is that, you know, the drill spacing that you require um, is, is much larger than you would say for someone who's looking at a gold deposit or something like that, which is an, a regular narrow vein structure. Mm. Um, you know, Dumont spacing is, is 200 plus meters for inferred, 100 meters for indicated, 50 meters for measured. We'll see what the geostats show for this deposit. But again, you know, we're working to that. It will be very similar uh, to Dumont. Um, that's number one. And number two, you know, again, in terms of the holes we drilled, you know, you know, almost all of the drilling is in mineralization. So again, this isn't like a right. gold deposit where you're drilling a thousand meter hole and you're going to hope to hit 10 meters of mineralization. You know, we're drilling a 600 meter hole of which 550 meters, you know, is in mineralization. So in terms of being able to add a ton of metal, you know, per meter of drilling, you know, this is very, very, um, you know, cost efficient drilling. So that's why, again, you know, I know it doesn't seem like a lot of holes, but, you know, geologically, you know, that, you know, that we're on track to be able to deliver that resource at the end of Q1. Right. So you're saying it's it's fairly, it seems very consistent and you're hitting mineralization whenever you put the drill in the ground. That, yes. That's exactly. what's giving you the confidence. Yep. Okay. Sorry yes. to interrupt. Please, please carry on. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two is, is, is the, the higher grade starter area this is you know if there's one graphic in that release that mm. is is sort of the, the key one is that figure three where we show you know the, the scope of this higher grade area so mm. for reference dumont is a point you know reserve grade is 0.27 percent nickel and what we have in this area is, is anywhere from 100 to 200 meters across a kilometer of that strike length mm. that's you know just over 0.3 percent nickel we have a smaller area within that which is you know you know, tens of meters wide, you know, that's over 0.35% nickel. And again, I know these sound like low numbers, but the key there is, you know, point over 0.3 is 15 to 20% better grade. 0.35 is, is a third better grade. And when you're, you know, basically, you know, when you're operating a, a mine mill, mm. you know, that cost per ton is fixed. And, you know, if you're able to throw 30, get 30% more metal yeah. for every ton of material you're processing, you know, that kind of cash flow, you know, falls uh, to the bottom line. A lot of lower grade deposits don't have, you know, not a lot, but a number of them have don't have that thing. And so what happens, just like in, what they have to do at Dumont, is they basically mine at about twice the rate to get some of that higher grade order through the mill and then build up a low grade stockpile, which again, you know, it uses a, a lot of working capital to have tied up in that low grade stockpile. You know, again, we'll see when we, you know, we start to do the engineering studies, but, mm. you know, based on where that you know where that material is sitting. Mm. You know, I'm very hopeful that we'll be able, you know, to mine that, you know, day one kind of thing. Okay, so again, just to kind of break that down for yeah. um, less technical, we're saying that you've got you've got a higher grade uh, ore sitting near a surface, and the yeah. lower grade stuff is underneath that. So you're going to be able to get create more cash quicker because you're going to access that higher grade earlier. Yes, exactly. It's higher grade earlier. There's still right. lower grade at surface, but the key thing is within that 500 meters. Yeah, there's 100 to 200 meters that that has that has a higher grade content. And again, you can start your pit, you know, in that in that part of the ore body. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, yep. um, and I notice obviously in there. So that's the the kind of nickel component. But you, you know, there's also obviously uh, cobalt and PGM in there too. Are yeah. they meaningful? And I think that's the. I think that's the third key takeaway there is, is, you know, again, Dumont was the, 
ninth largest nickel, nickel, sorry, ninth largest cobalt reserve in the world. Mm. Um, and it had a cobalt grade of 0.0107% as a reserve grade. You know, what we're seeing so far is a lot of, of you know, point, you know, 0 0.012, 0 0.013. And then as the nickel grade goes up, we're seeing even higher cobalt contents at 0 0.015, 0 0.016. So, uh, you know, we'll see what, when with the resource is done, what the cobalt reserve, not reserve, cobalt resource looks like. Mm. Um, you know, but again, based on the assays we're seeing, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to see a meaningful, meaningfully higher amount of cobalt in the deposit. And then again, you know, Dumont has a nice, nice little, you know, you multiply anything by a billion tons, you end up with a lot of palladium and platinum. Mm. And, and again, you know, palladium is a is a metal that there's very few opportunities to get exposure to, mm. you know, it, again, it'll be a byproduct for this deposit. But, you know, w w it, you know, the, the res you know, potential resource and that first resource statement, again, could be a fairly substantial number of palladium ounces. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, but those yep. markets need to come back themselves. Okay, I, <laughs> nickel, I think people are excited about it's a fairly hot topic at the moment. And I say you're having better conversations now than you have the last three years. But, you know, co cobalt's not in favor at the moment. Um, so yeah. how, just again, just for my benefit, how, how do you I mean, you're nowhere near any engineering studies or scoping studies. But yeah. How, how do you factor those things in? Or do you, or you do literally treat them as right. a potential byproduct? How do you quantify it? Yeah, no, it, it's it's a byproduct. The cobalt and PGMs, you know, at Dumont are associated with one of the three nickel minerals. Again, we don't know yet um, at, at at Crawford where that those materials are sitting. But you know, the thing that we really focused in on on at Dumont was to produce sort of the highest grade, highest quality concentrate um, that's there. And if cobalt is, you know, cobalt prices are high enough, we'll ship more of it off to the smelter refinery chain to get that cobalt recovered. If cobalt prices aren't high enough, then we had a lower lower cost roasting path to be able to take that, you know, that material to market. So again, right. we're, we're, we're not, we're not at that point yet. But um, again, you know, we will, we'll adopt the same approach, you know, to make sure that, you know, regardless of where cobalt PGM prices are, yeah. we're able to, you know, if they're there, we can take advantage of it. If they're not there, we've got a low cost route to get those nickel units to market. Okay, so help me with my maths here. Yeah, okay. Yep. okay. Bear with yep. me. So I'm hearing 1.4 kilometers strike length yep. by, let's say, average 450, something like yep. that, times 500 meters depth. And it's and I know it doesn't stop at 500 meters, but those right. are the numbers I'm looking at in here. Yeah. Times 2.6 tons per cubic meter. That gives us yep. somewhere in the region of about 800 million tons. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting towards this billion number that people yep. get excited about is that what you saw when you spoke to noble do they do they know what they've handed over to you yeah no no i think you know i think no i mean i they definitely saw the potential um i think you know that there's just four holes in it before um and so you know it hinted at that that potential uh the geophysics showed it could be very large so you know again that's what's exciting about this you know this release is that, you know, since September, you know, we just didn't sit and wait for, you know, the IPO to happen. And because and, again, we could have sat, done no drilling, just waited till the money came in 
and you know had new slow happen after the IPO. Mm. You know, but again, this is about you know advancing what we think is going to be a real project as quickly as possible. So we we have had a drill turning since September. Right. You know, and those nine holes that we drilled, you know, again we didn't do twenty meter step outs. You know, just trying to get good news. We went to one end and the other end of that structure. Right. Um, that you know the the biggest thickest part of the structure. You know, to 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 you know to deliver that kind of a you know scale answer. Again, we won't know what that number is until we do the resource at this point right. in time. But that's you know okay. that is the kind of math you need to think about. Right. Okay. Because just to finish that off, so at eight hundred yeah. million tons times 0.3, the grade, you're looking yeah. at a circa two million tons of contained nickel. So you're right. It's it's meaningful. I know you can't comment. Yeah. But I yeah I needed to do the math so I understand what we're looking at because we've spoken to a lot of small nickel companies, early stage nickel, junior miners the scale isn't there and uh, you know, yep. you've got to then question whether the economics are there um so i just wanted to be able to position you um in my mind just to you know where, where, you, where you, what you could be you know it's not because again ceos a lot of words a lot of rhetoric it's you know it's part of the sales process you got to do it um but it's important to actually understand what reality looks like uh, or potential reality could look like for you you've got a few things yep. to deliver but yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. It's Thank not you. there yet. Um, but I think the key, I think that's a key thing for investors to think about right now is in terms of, you know, base metal stories. Mm -hmm. You know, you see, you know, Solgold's copper project in 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 Colombia, you know, mm -hmm. and it's trading at, you know, a, you know multi hundred million dollar market cap. Yeah. You know, and there are other copper projects that are feasibility study in a safe location, you know, even nearing production and they're tr trading at a fraction of that value. You know, mm. I think, you know, what exists in the market today is a real bifurcation between, you know, between those projects that could attract multiple majors interests because, again, they want to grow their base metals business. Mm. And there are very few, you know, deposits that have that kind of scale potential, mm -hmm. um, you know, that would attract those kind of companies. And to me, you know, that was what was compelling about Crawford is, you know, just looking at the geophysics, which I know from Dumont really does help paint the size of the picture mm -hmm. and seeing what the, you know, the, you know, the overall potential of this project could be, you know, I would say we're not quite there yet, but we you know we're getting into the zip code where, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the majors, the, you know, again, I said, that, you know, I'm having meetings with the majors who've already seen what we've had put out prior to this release and, and we're intrigued by what they saw. Right. Okay, like I say, I think that's all optionality for them, but there's yep. definitely a lot of the right things in place. I'm certainly hearing that, so I do appreciate yep. that. You've got a bunch of stuff you still got to deliver, um, which is really, really important because you're, you know, it's yep. early stage. You've got money to take you through to, you know, just pre-PEA, which is which is great. Um, you are going to need to raise some money at the point you go and raise some money. You're going to know about a little bit about what your current asset looks like. Yep. What else is happening in Timmins? Are there are there other options on the table for you if you're the guy who can go and raise money? In terms of, I mean, again, we'll be very nickel focused and, sure. and unlocking the value of Crawford. But sure. you know, there are other you know there are other targets within the Noble property you know that we'll look to bring into the fold. And as we sort of you know now that we've you know sort of done the first phase of work on on Crawford to show the potential of that asset, right. you know, we might look at some of the other properties and unlocking the value. You know, on those on those specific targets within um, Canada there. Nickel, or yeah, within Canada Nickel, within Timmins, yeah. I mean, that's you right. know, in, in an adjacent area. That's you know, that's the key piece there. But again, what we're very focused on is delivering the next generation of nickel sulfide projects. You know, you know, for the mining industry. Right. You're going to focus on what's ahead of you. Okay, Mark. 
Brilliant. Thank you very much for that update. I, I know you expected just to talk about your press release, but I, I, yeah. you, you did a piece for us last week, which I do appreciate. It's got great feedback about the background to the to the nickel market. I might ask that you do something for us just to explain the class one, class two in a little bit more detail at some point. But yeah. thank you for today. Okay. We get it. Um, do let us know when, when do you expect to be going public? Yeah, it'll, it'll be sometime in January. Again, it'll come right. down to you know, the shareholder and regulatory approval. But the next major milestone on that front will be the December 27th Noble meeting. Right. Um, and then after that, we'll you know complete the various regulatory approvals. And then hopefully sometime in January, um, we'll be trading publicly and we'll have you know a new update at that point in time. We've got two drill two drill rigs now turning. So okay. know, we'll have a bunch more additional um, uh, drilling results. And um, and then we'll be you know well in our way on in terms of the network. How do people get access? So we've been asked this online. Um, how do the people get access to Canada Nickel Company shares? Yeah. So right now, as I said, you know earlier that you know the, the the financing right now is fully subscribed. But you know if there are investors who want to get exposure to the asset based on you know what they've seen in the press release today, mm -hmm. there's two ways to do it. You can buy Noble shares. So they're going to get 10, 10, 12 million shares, and they're dividending out ten million of those shares. Um, you know, that's effectively, uh, you know, those 10 million shares are 18% of Canada Nickel. Uh, Spruce Ridge, uh, who is one of the other original JV partners in the project, is also getting 10 million shares. Um, they have plans to dividend out a portion of those at some time in, in, the, in the near future. And so, again, they'll, they'll have 18% of of um of, of Canada Nickel and Crawford uh, at that point in time. So, you know, uh, I would encourage people, you know, again, you know, we've got some pretty good news flow already, and I expect to be able to have more news flow, you know, in the new year. So, and again, if you look at the valuation gap, you know, relative to some of our peers, I think, you know, my, my hope is that we're able to close that pretty quickly in the new year. And so, you know, I would encourage people if they like what they see to you know, pick up some Noble, pick up some Spruce Ridge uh, sooner than later. This feels like a real story to me, not a, not a, pardon my French, but the, the, the Vancouver yeah. promote. Uh, <laughs> so I've, I'm gen yeah. genuinely intrigued with uh, how you get on and how quickly you do actually deliver this. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.